Hey, Scott Walker here. You're on our podcast, You Can't Recall Courage. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Boy, another crazy week. Um, you know, I, I posted an image last week of a statue in Philadelphia. Uh, the statue is of a gentleman named Matthias Baldwin. Now, the irony is the, the image I showed that got almost a million uh, people reached on Facebook and significant numbers on on Twitter and other uh, uh, and Instagram as well. That's not as important as the story. So the image was of a protester, uh, not a protester. There's a difference. Right? Let me be clear. Peaceful protest, whether it's about um, in response to the George Floyd situation in Minneapolis or any other issue, whether it's people marching uh, for life or any other issue, peaceful protests are absolutely uh, fine with me. It's what America's all about. Um, unlike many other countries around the world, if we don't like something our government's doing, we can protest that. We can speak out. We, we have a right guaranteed under the Constitution to do that. But there's a big difference between peacefully protesting and the vandals, the graffiti, and obviously, in the worst case, the just outright violence. I mean, one of the cases in, uh, that we saw just this week was the 92-year-old woman who was attacked, and we later found out that the the guy had been arrested something like a hundred times and had a caseworker and a, a social worker working with him so much for defund the police uh, and replace them with social workers. But but in this case, the image was of a rioter. That's really who it was, a vandal, um, defacing the statue of Baldwin, which stands outside of City Hall. If you've ever been to Philadelphia, there's a square. It's a beautiful city hall and it's in this round area, kind of uh, more than just a roundabout, gigantic round circle uh, around the, uh, and you, you drive around there, and it's just a beautiful part of the city of Philadelphia. One direction goes off down the, the long kind of mall-like thing that goes up to the art museum, you know, where, of course, I've been there before and did, the first time I was there, did, like probably so many other people, ran up the steps and did the Rocky move and the whole bit. But right down in the in the heart of the city uh, is City Hall, and they've got these beautiful statues and one of them is of Baldwin. Now, the image I saw, someone else had tweeted this picture. I posted it. Again, that's where it got a, uh, almost a million people saw it. Was I pointed out, here was this woman trying to bring the statue down. They had defaced it. They'd marked it up. Uh, and if they only knew, if they'd only bothered to learn about the incredible life of this gentleman, Mr. Baldwin. He, he was a successful business owner back in the 1800s. In fact, he made. Uh, he had a company that that produced locomotives, trains, and and what's amazing, why it's such a disconnect from the very thing these people were protesting. Um, Baldwin used a major portion of his wealth to open up a school in Philadelphia for black children. Now that would be a big deal today to do that, but this was in the 1800s. I mean, the guy personally paid for the salaries of the teachers. In fact, if you go back and you look at his life, it's a life filled. He was a devout Christian uh, and he abhorred slavery. He, he spoke out about it repeatedly long before you know, Lincoln was president, long before others spoke out on this issue. Uh, Baldwin was way ahead of the curve in speaking out against slavery. In fact, he spoke out against it so much that he actually lost a significant amount of business uh, that was related to railroads that were based in the South because his competitors in the train business, would take his quotes and they'd take them to those railroads that were based in the South and use it against him. He, even in, in 1837, uh, Mattias Baldwin 
was a member of the Pennsylvania State Constitutional Convention. He actually voted against what they what they were pushing was an exclusion of black property owners from the right of franchise. Think about this. If only the vandals, if only the people defacing these statues and trying to bring them down, it actually bothered to learn a thing or two about history. Instead of defacing his statue, they should actually be following his principled example. Now, sadly, that's not just limited to this particular instance or even over the last few weeks. Ignorance, which I believe is dangerous, ignorance is not just limited to rioters. I remember a few years back, uh, when I was doing a, a public event, and afterwards I did what I call these gaggles, which is um, reporters would come cover the event, and I'd give them a chance to ask me questions. This was after uh, all the attention was being put on Virginia and Civil War statutes, and one of the reporters literally asked me what I was going to do to take down Civil War monuments and statues in Wisconsin. I kind of looked puzzled. In fact, I remember a couple of the photojournalists from the TV stations kind of chuckled because they knew what I was getting at. But I looked at them puzzled, and I, and I actually, after a little bit of a pause, said, which ones, Lincoln or Grant? I mean, apparently this reporter, it didn't even dawn on this reporter that, that in Wisconsin, at least our ancestors fought on the side of the Union. They actually helped win the Civil War. We have a, a county named after Abraham Lincoln. We have a county named after Ulysses S. Grant, both a general and, and, and obviously later a president of the United States. In fact, Lincoln was the first Republican president in the history of the state or the country. Uh, Grant was the first to serve two full terms. Obviously, Lincoln was reelected, but, but because of his tragic assassination, wasn't able uh, to do that. Uh, but... Uh, uh, both of them, there are plenty of monuments and there's other monuments. In fact, Camp Randall, where the University of Wisconsin football team plays, uh, is actually, uh, the, the, the stadium is built and there's still some remnants of the arch and some other things there. Of uh, That was a, a union. You know, we were fought on the side of the north. That was a union um, for it. And they actually, at the uh, later, during the Civil War, kept uh, prisoners of war there, Confederate soldiers that they had captured. People just don't know their history. That's why I mean, I just I looked at her like, yeah, we we fought, you know, on the side of the winners. We, you know, we. In fact, if you look at the uh, the uh, one of the most famous at the time mascots was uh, a bald eagle from a regiment out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, uh, that was uh, uh, old Abe. The bald eagle was was actually the mascot flew over and was well-known. In fact, back uh, in the centennial of America, when in Philadelphia, when each of the states had things about their state, ours was some crystal with the image of Old Abe. When I was governor, I had a, both in our home and in the statue, or excuse me, in the in the uh, uh, the office, the governor's office in the Capitol, I had paintings in both places, the, the executive residence and the the governor's office in the Capitol had uh, paintings of old Abe. In fact, you've ever seen the insignia of the 101st Airborne, that screaming eagle there, that's old Abe. That was from Wisconsin. Uh, just total and absolute ignorance. And ignorance itself is dangerous. E equally as frustrating was seeing uh, more examples. I mean, in Boston, for goodness sakes, um, vandals there damaged the Robert Gold Shaw and the 54th Regiment Memorial. 
They spray painted phrases like no justice, no peace, and pigs, police are pigs. The irony of that all is the memorial actually features the likeness of one of the the very first African-American volunteer infantry units that fought after President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. I mean, that we think about today, Juneteenth Day, what a timely uh, connection to that. The irony is that what they were defacing actually honored the very black soldiers that were at the forefront that uh, that uh, that led the way. In fact, you ever saw the movie Glory? That's those are the people that were depicted honorably uh, in that movie. I think about this even in terms of the party. Uh, you know, for all the talk of Republicans and Democrats, I'm proud to say that in my state, in Ripon, Wisconsin, a group of people opposed to slavery came together, came together on March twentieth. 1854 in a, a little old schoolhouse. It's still there. It's right it's just north of the A&W root beer and down the way from Ripon College. They came together and talked about opposing slavery and suggested the name Republican for a new anti-slavery party. The first nominating convention was held later that summer. Our neighbors here in the Midwest in Michigan, just in a small town in Michigan. And and um, it made clear that you know Republicans exposed, opposed, particularly were worked up about this idea of the push to expand slavery into the Western territories. Now Abraham Lincoln, a few years later, becomes the nominee of the Republican Party, the newly formed party. Uh, he's elected uh, not long after that, during the middle of the Civil War. He does the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed the slaves. Then, if you look even more, the Thirteenth Amendment. And I love the book of uh, A Team of Rivals. In fact, if you ever saw the movie Lincoln, it's just a small piece of that entire book, but it's an important part because it talks about uh, the passage of the, and, and the ultimate ratification of the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution. The amendment that banned slavery in the United States, that was passed under Republican congressional leadership. Then with later with unanimous Republican support and against really intense Democrat opposition, Congress passed the 14th Amendment which gives former slaves citizenship and equal protections under the law. Just more reminders of how ignorance is dangerous. When we come back, I want to tell you even more about that and how it applies to the party that some, even in the media, have confused the difference between Republican and Democrat and who's been on the the right side of history on this. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Hey, Scott Walker, thanks for joining us. And you can't recall courage. We're back here talking about, well, just how ignorance is so dangerous. And it's not just for uh, those who are violently uh, uh, destroying statues and memorials, which is bad enough just on the surface. It's against the law. It's unlawful activity. But but to be doing so against people who were some of the very leaders of their time speaking about injustice and slavery and equality or or reaching out and attacking the 54th uh, Massachusetts Volunteer Regiment, which was made up of African-American soldiers and how ridiculous it is for them to be defacing that memorial. But but it's not just people on the ground, the, the vandals and the rioters and others who are ignorant. I mean, increasingly, it's the media. Several media outlets have referred both in the past and recently to former uh, Alabama Governor George Wallace. Remember George Wallace, who infamously stood in the door, schoolhouse door to stop uh, black students from entering schools where white students were at. Several media outlets have both previously and, again, just recently referred to Wallace as a Republican. 
He was. He was a Democrat. He even ran for president. So was former U.S. Senate Majority Leader Robert Byrd. Remember him from West Virginia? He was also a Ku Klux Klan exalted cyclops. Talk about bizarre names. Uh, he's a Ku Klux Klan leader. It, and as recently as 10 years ago, in 2010, he was the president pro tem of the United States Senate when Democrats controlled the Senate. And remember when former Vice President Joe Biden reminisced last year about civility in the U.S. Senate? The members, the senators he mentioned were both segregationists from the South. They opposed the desegregation of schools. At the time, one of the talent on NBC actually said that those senators were Republicans. But they, were, they weren't. They were actually Democrats. In fact, they were all Democrats all the segregationists, segregationists, overwhelmingly. In fact, if you look at the history, think of this. This is a party filled. Um, even the other day when they were taking down the, the paintings of the speakers, those weren't Republican speakers who were connected to the Confederacy. Those were Democrats in most cases and, and Whigs and others, but they weren't Republicans. Ignorance is dangerous. And by the way, speaking of Biden, I think he's got some explaining to do. Think about this. This is a guy, letters recently came up. I believe they came out of the University of Mississippi. They were letters that were released that showed Biden, when he was a first-term U.S. senator, young guy at the time, he was asking for the support of the, the guy who was the Senate Judiciary Committee chair, uh, United States Senator James Eastland, a, a Democrat from Mississippi. So Biden's asking for his support as the chairman of the committee for a bill that Biden has opposing busing to desegregate schools. It's remarkable when you think about it because Senator Eastland was a, really a leading symbol of the Southern resistance to desegregation. And this guy actually frequently spoke of African-Americans as an inferior race. Those were his words. Biden, as I mentioned, then in his first term, wrote to Eastland, Senator Eastland, he said, Dear Mr. Chairman, I want you to know that I very much appreciate your help during this week's committee meeting in attempting to bring my anti-buzzing legislation to a vote, unquote. He, Biden then went on to thank Eastland for, quote, his efforts in support of my bill to limit court-ordered busing. This came out a little bit during the primary by some of the folks I presume were supporters of Bernie Sanders, but, you know, there's plenty out there. You look more. I mean, Biden also said talked about his opposition to court-ordered busing. He said, quote, unless we do something about this, my children are going to grow up in a jungle, the jungle being a racial jungle with tensions having built so high that it's going to explode at some point. We have to make some move on this, unquote. Those were Joe Biden's words, not as a child, not as a college student, as a United States senator. The New York Times report said that Senator Biden, quote, objected to the Education Department mandating desegregation absent a court order and warned of white flight to the suburbs and even racial unrest, unquote. <clears throat> this is remarkable. Remember during one of the early debates, this is what Senator Harris was talking about when, when she pushed and shocked, I think, at the time. I don't think Joe Biden even was aware that he was even there. It seemed like he was so shocked and, and caught off guard by this, but she talked about, she made it very personal, talking about how his push to oppose busing affected children, children like her. She says, I was that little girl. I was one of those girls who was being bused to go from an inferior school in the eyes of many to 
to an integrated school where African-American students, black students at the time, could, could get the kind of education that white students were getting. If you listen to the media, you'd think in most media outlets that None of this ever happened. You haven't heard a thing about it. That, that if you if you think if you listen to the media and certainly some of the folks who are aggressively protesting and certainly in the worst case some of the vandals out there, <coughs> you'd somehow think that that it was Republicans taking this action. No, no, no. Democrats were the party of slavery, the party of Jim Crow, the party of the Ku Klux Klan, and and the party that opposed desegregation, even court ordered desegregation of the schools. Republicans, Republicans, we're the party of Lincoln, Reconstruction, of the anti-lynching laws, and the Civil Rights Acts over and over and over again. People need to learn their history, particularly those in the media, and vandals, those who would, <coughs> excuse me, those who would deface the property of memorials and statues and others out there, one, should follow the law and not do that. But for those, even those arguing to take down those statues should actually spend some time learning about how many of the leaders that we honor in parks and memorials and statues across this country were leaders for equality and freedom, in many cases far ahead of their time. Those are the people we honor in our memorials across America. Ignorance is a dangerous thing. We have to do all that we can to fight ignorance here and across the country. I'm Scott Walker. Until next time, keep fighting for freedom.